Father, thank you for the anointing this morning. Thank you for the joy of gathering with the saints. What a blessing. What a joy. This is your design. And we, Father, this morning stand as the church in agreement with your will. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. Bless your people. Bless everybody under the sound of my voice. Touch every heart and every mind. I pray this morning that you think through my mind. All of you, none of me, speak through my vocal cords. But give somebody a word in season to him who's weary. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, it is a time to build. Someone's going to get a breakthrough even just on that word. Right there, right there, right there. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. To everything there is a season. Things are for seasons. To everything. So when God blesses you, or God begins to open up doors for you, or adds lands or businesses or whatever things that you need, it comes in its season. But it all depends on what you were doing in time. So in time, nothing supernatural happens because to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So when God and heaven has served its purpose in your life on the lockdown and God has had His will and way, and you weren't just wasting time, but you were pressing into God in time, God then opens up your new season to you and gives you the things that you're looking for. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Normally I have to just depend and by faith think that somebody is saying amen and typing and giving a like and sending some love. But you are in service this morning. So give some response this morning. Amen, amen, and amen. And so, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill, I hope you killed what you need to kill in time. And a time to heal, now's the time to heal. And a time to break down and a time to build up. We in a season where God is going to build people's lives up in the season. You're going to find, listen, it is still the year of the opening, and the year is not done yet. We're expecting God to do supernatural things. We're expecting God to break open doors for you, and that no man can shut, and so that you can still see the blessing of 2020 upon your life. Come on, somebody. Listen to me. God never wastes a crisis. All of it he uses for his glory. So God is the ultimate builder. He's the builder of lives. He's the builder of families. He's the builder of nations. And he's of course the builder of the church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So when you look at the enemy and he's working in your life, the enemy is always looking for your weakness. He's looking to trip you up. And how many of you the enemy came knocking on that area of your life that is a weakness to tempt you up. You're in church, you need to be honest.
Because the enemy is always looking for your weakness and then to use it against you. And so, whenever you're dealing with religion and Satan, he'll never show you what your strength is. Religion will look to manipulate you so that the whole system was built on the fact that you know you're going to sin next week. You need to have your penance now and say three Hail Marys in advance because they're strengthening your weakness to control you. But when you come into the kingdom of God, God is going to cover your weakness and give you strength so the weak can say, I am, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because God in His kingdom is always going to build you up. This is the time and the season to be built up. And so I want to speak to you this morning about, and we're going to use Nehemiah as our study case. Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 1. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hachaliah, it came to pass in the month of Chislev in the 20th year as I was in Shushan, the citadel. That Hannah and I, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah and I, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped. Did the Lord make a way of escape for you this year? Not enough amens and not enough thank yous. Can somebody thank the Lord this morning? Just tell your neighbor by faith we threw. Tell them we threw. Who had survived the COVID. And concerning Jerusalem. It's in your Bible. Read your Bible. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. Now I am telling you, not everybody's in great distress. And not everybody is embarrassed. They're not in reproach. Not everybody is. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down. So we're preaching to a people and a group of people that needs restoration in their lives. If there's anybody in the house, you can just say, Lord, I need some things restored this morning. It says, the wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burnt with fire. You think the enemy is messing around. He doesn't just come down and want to take your health. He's after your money. He's after your marriage. He's after your mind. He's, or he wants to burn everything down. His job is to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants every part of you destroyed. Every part of you. It's his, it's his job description. And it says... So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. I want you to see something here. There's a connection. It says to me, it says in the scriptures, these people escaped. The survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down. See the connection. The distress that the people are in is because the walls are down. 
That means the enemy walks in when he wants to. And he messes with your life when the walls are down. Now I'm going to go into, into chapter 2, but I want you to understand something. When you deal with the book of Nehemiah, you are dealing with a spiritual truth that is very relevant in the New Testament. When Nehemiah, when you speak about Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, the walls of Jerusalem meant the protective system against an enemy. High walls, when you go to Jerusalem, the gates, there are certain gates. And in Jerusalem, there are 12 gates when you come in there. So, or the book of Nehemiah shows that. So, I mean, Jerusalem has been rebuilt over the years. And so things have changed a bit, but they had still different gates. But it's the whole purpose is to build up a protective system against the enemy. Now watch. When you understand your immune system, we all build an immune system in the natural. The immune system is a collection of organs, of tissues, of cells and enzymes all united under one goal. Protect the body. That's Jerusalem. The walls all built with its gates had one purpose and one goal only is to protect Jerusalem. Now that's no different in the body of Christ and how God wants you built up. The same is for your own spiritual immune system. It's very significant because it preserves you and protects you against the enemy. So what the enemy wants to do, he wants to keep the walls down in your life spiritually so that he can walk in when he wants to, sit down in your house and say, make me a sandwich because in this house today, we're going to have strife. Somebody shout, the devil is a liar. So that's his intention. Now watch as we read this. Because when you study the book of Nehemiah, and we should do a, a new series and a fresh series on Nehemiah, because every one of those gates are very significant. But the enemy does not want you to be built up. And yet everything about God, God needs you built up as a child of God. He doesn't, Satan doesn't mind you laying on your, with your pajamas on that bed. And then the dog is barking and the neighbor's calling you and you say, I'll get the message from Pastor Max later on. Yet when you come to church, for the first time in six months, some of you are finally sitting down taking some notes with no dogs disturbing you because the enemy knows how. He comes immediately to steal the word. So you, while you're trying to process and, and think and sit quietly, uh-uh, uh-uh, it's a work of wickedness. But let's get into Nehemiah chapter 2 because I want you to understand that there's everything about your life that must be built up for the kingdom of God. And it came to, the, in, to, to pass. So Nehemiah, he's a, he says he was the king's cupbearer. So he takes on this project. He's burdened with this thing. And he's, even though he's comfortable in his, in his job, he wants to step into his work. So he begins to, 
now has to approach the king that he's been serving and it becomes very significant for assignments. Have a look at this. So it came to pass in the month of Nisan. I need to get into the notes this side here because it's a little tight. Oh, here we go. In the 20th year of the king of Xerxes, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before. You should never be sad in the king's presence. The joy of the Lord is your strength this morning. Come on. You need to give back a smile this morning in Jesus' name. Therefore the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid. And I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city and the place of my father's tombs lies waste? Verse 3. Then the king said to me, oh, here we go. Just go back one. Verse 3. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You with me? You tracking? Verse 3. Hallelujah. The place of my father's tombs lies waste and its gates are burnt with fire. Verse 4. Then the king said to me, what do you request? Some of you need to be very clear about what you're asking God for the next 52 days. You have not because you ask not. Verse 3. Are you guys tracking with me here so I can read? Please work with me. I'm trying to figure out where I can go. Verse 4. Is this thing stuck? Okay. Then the king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Then the king said to me, the queen also sitting beside him, how long will your journey be? Somebody say 52 days. Somebody say 52 days. I'm expecting a turnaround in your circumstances in the next 52 days. It's not going to be the same like it was the beginning of the year. It's not going to be like it was throughout this year. I am commanding a 52-day turnaround. It is a prophetic declaration over this church that every son and every daughter will begin to walk into a new kind of favor. It is a brand new season and we are announcing it in the heavenlies uh, that there is 52 days of turnaround. I am calling it from the heavenlies and I'm commanding it to be so in the name of Jesus everybody shout 52 days somebody asked why 52 days because it's in the Bible so he gives him a timeline so it pleased the king to send me and I set him a time verse 7 furthermore I said to the king if it pleases the king can you ask for more he says, furthermore, don't just give me favor. I'm on assignment. I need more than just you just to say, yeah, go. Go with what? I need some authorization. I don't just need the favor of God, of God. I need the favor with man. I need some documents signed in the season. I need somebody to sign on the dotted line because I need that money transferred into my account in this next 52 days. I need a kind of breakthrough that has never been seen before because I'm fighting a battle I've never been in before. Can somebody stand to their feet and say, yes, Lord? 
Furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given for me, to me, for the governors of the region beyond the river, that they must I'm commanding a must upon your life in this season because we are busy with a building project. I'm saying it must be done in Jesus' mighty name. Those lands must be given up in Jesus' mighty name. Those provisions, those things in my season, it must come. Come on, somebody. Shout yes and amen. Say it must. Because when Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Come on, somebody. When Jesus says, yes, my brother, go with that one. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone's going to get a kind of breakthrough that people wrote you off. But I'm saying this morning in the name of Jesus, that when Jesus says, yes, take a mic there, Aaron, I need you to go. Just go. Just go. Hey, hey, hey. Nobody can say no. Yes. When Jesus says yes. Nobody can say no. 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 When Jesus says yes. Nobody can I want to announce it in the heavenlies. Permission granted in Jesus' name. I command that thing in the name of Jesus. Those doors must open for you and for your family in the season because God is on your side. It's not just favor with God. It's favor with man and all the permissions granted. I need that money transferred. Somebody shout yes. Satan's been sitting on your deals. Uh, he's been holding back on your money. But the devil's a liar. And he's going to take his hands off your stuff this morning. I got to get into this word this morning. You, gotta, you, you guys are going to sit down. I need permission. I'm making supplication for every head that is sitting on your contracts, man. That needs to sign off on your stuff. Because you see, there are four things when you come into your assignment. Number one, when you say yes to the will of God. When you pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Put up the prayer grid, please. Remember, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be, thy, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So I align myself with the Father's will. On earth, as it is in heaven. That means... I need favor in the earth to build. So, Pastor Brian them and Aaron them have been busy with the deal that's been going on for such a long time. The man that was supposed to sign up and they're supposed to have a meeting with him. Not even sign up, just have a meeting with him. They had different meetings with this big organization. I don't want to mention it before it's time, so let's just hold back on that. It's coming. This guy that they're supposed to have a meeting with can't, over years now, over 18 months at least, two years, can't have a meeting with him because he um, got sick, overworked, got depressed, you know, and the like. Then finally after months he comes back and they call back for the meeting and oh no, sorry, he fell. He's back in a hospital. This thing's been going on for 18 months. Pastor Brian's telling me this morning. They have a meeting this week. Brian doesn't even sell him anything. 
puts, has a 20 minute conversation with him. And he signs off on it. Somebody needs to bless the Lord this morning. I'm trying to tell you something. Pride and Aaron, so you're in the will of God. They said yes to the assignment with God. They have favor with God. What do they need? Favor with man. Somebody's got to hear me. The reason why certain things are holding back is not because you're not in the will of God. It's because Satan's trying to trip people up, put them in a hospital. Those are signatories. Those are the people that you sign up on this deal. I'm commanding 52 days. Deals will come from everywhere. Satan's got to take his hands off the deals. We need favor, not just with Jesus grew up in stature, with favor with God and with man. That's the order. Don't let the enemy tell you, I, I, just, I just need God. No, no, no. You need a man on the ground to sign off. Or a woman. Anybody, they don't want to sign off. Let, may the Lord remove them. But the favor of the Lord is coming to rest upon you in this season. I need to, I need to preach. I need to move forward. <laughs> give, me, give me a time check. Glory. So, furthermore, I said to the king. Somebody say, yes, please. Say more, Lord. Yeah, why are you afraid to ask? Yeah, it's my season. Uh, I, just, I just don't want, can I, can I not just have the car dead free? Can I have my bond paid off, please? Just saying. Just saying. Verse 8. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest. What? He's still asking. When did you stop asking? <laughs> like God's nervous because you're asking for a lot. Because your mind is like, hey Lord, I've just come through COVID and thank you. But can I just have a little job? He says, look, give me another letter. And you must give me. Say, you must give me. Yeah, just pray some bold prayers in the season. We are not, we're not sticking around for another 20-year bondage and, and, and in bond. No, 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 no. no. We, they must give you. Listen to what he's saying. He says, look, they must give me time to make beams for the gates of the citadel. I'm busy with a kingdom project, which pertains to the temple, for the city wall, and for the house, not just your house, Lord, my house also. Come on, somebody, say amen. I'm busy with kingdom projects, so God's going to make sure in the next 52 days, we're going to have a clear strategy of canceling the debt here and there. And for the house that I will occupy, and the king granted them to me according to the good hand. Now watch the connection. I'm in my purpose. I'm in my assignment. I have favor with God. But because of the favor of God, I have favor with man. Someone's going to get it this morning. Keep on going. Then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Oh my God, there's so much to preach in this. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. You're not going to go alone. God's going to send the very best people to come alongside your business strategy in the season. He's going to send the wise people to come alongside you. Why? Because you don't know enough. You don't have enough. You don't know which way to go, but in that boardroom, God's going to start sending favor. Come on, somebody. Please agree with the Lord this morning. Because it's a time to build. And I'm not going to wait for another 20 years. 
Now watch now. When Sanballat the, the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard of it, they were deeply disturbed that a man had come to seek the well-being of the children of Israel. You know, you think that the enemy is happy for you to rebuild your life. You think that he's just going to sit back and roll over. I mean, these guys, anything that comes with, deals with the enemy, he, he, he can't have your walls up. He can't have your spiritual immune system up. Because then you are a threat to his kingdom. Anytime you come into the kingdom of God, God needs you built up because you were not supposed to be an embarrassment or a reproach to anybody. Your life was supposed to progress because you were in the kingdom of God. And so God wants people built up in the season, but the enemy would hate it. So please hear me when I say this to you today. When you are dealing with somebody who is big pharma, as an example, your pharmaceutical companies, why would they give you any medication that would make you completely well? If they do, they're out of business. Why would everybody be in such a hurry to get a vaccination? A vaccine, sorry. China's offered three nations already a billion dollars in credit to supply them with vaccines. Put them in debt. Because for 8.7 billion people on the planet and at $100, you just got $870 billion for a company. Why would anybody want to make you whole? There's nothing good that comes from Satan. So you must begin to accept the fact that this morning when we are building people's lives or telling you to get off the system is because there's no good thing that comes from Satan. It's for this reason that the Son of Man was made manifest is to undo the work of the wicked one. is to take you off a system that is destroying you. The stress of debt is killing people. The fear of COVID is what's killing people. And anytime you come into the kingdom of God, it's to build you up spiritually so that it affects your physical body. How many of you would enjoy some debt-free living? I mean like out of debt. Who will have some sweet sleep if, there was, if you owed no man anything but to love them? How many of you would, be, would enjoy the fact that you never have to go to a job again? Their hands are going up everywhere. I mean more than being saved. It's just like I'm out of here. So everything that Jesus does for you is to bring you off from a system and to build your life in his kingdom so that you're never going to owe any man anything. Listen to where we're going to in the next 52 days. Your health is going to be restored. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Because when you have a good night's rest and you wake up in the morning and you don't have to say, I see that guy, I need to dodge him. Because I owe him. No. Boldly in the street, driving with your new car and saying, we love you, my brother. 
thank you. Come on, somebody. Because God, that's part of your immune system. You understand that joy is a part of your spiritual immune system. Because the joy of the Lord gives you strength. It must build you up. That's all that God wants to do. So when you get into your assignment, now remember when you get into the Word of God, uh, where am I? Can I go back and just finish up there? I came to Jerusalem and was there for three days. That's why you must pay, pay attention these next three days. Just get, please take out a piece of paper and put in there 52 days. And on 52 days, we started with ours already at home last night. We started writing in what I want to see in 52 days. For the ministry, for my home, for us personally. We're putting out, listen to what I'm saying to you. Please don't be a, a hearer only. Be a doer of the word. Then I rose in the night and a few men with me. I told no one what my God had put in my heart here to do at Jerusalem. Nor was there any animal with me except the one that we, on which I rode. So he's meditating and he's visualizing and he's putting the vision down. And I went out by night through the valley gate now. There are 12 gates. And you need to understand that spiritually because every gate means something. Like a valley gate is when you're going through the valley seasons. Every born-again believer will go through valley seasons. It's part of the gates of you being built up spiritually. And the serpent well and the refuse gate. How to get rid of all the junk. The unforgiveness, the bitterness, the offenses. There's a gate, spiritual gate. You've got to let it go. Otherwise, it affects your immune system in the spirit. And viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and its gates which were burnt with fire. Then I went on to the fountain gate. What's the fountain gate? The Holy Spirit. That you need to be you, like living waters flowing out of you. Rivers of living water. It's the fountain. And the king's pool. But there's no room for an animal under me to pass. So I went up in the night by the valley and I viewed the wall. Then I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. And I had not told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or the others who did the work. Then I said to them, you see, the distress that we are in. How Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burnt with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem. That the people no longer will be a reproach. We're not sending our children to government schools anymore. We're not allowing the world to dictate that you must have a vaccine and this is what, you, without understanding what are you taking. We're not anti-vaccinations. We just anti the rubbish they want to put into your body. But we need understanding. I told them the hand of them of the hand of God which had been uh, been good upon me, also the king's words which he had spoken to us, and they said, I, "This is my prayer for this church and for this next generation coming through." Come on, somebody, say with me. Let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. Please, I want to say this again to you. The next 10 years are going to look nothing like the last 10 years. You're going to have to think about change. You're going to have to understand this world that we're living in. You're going to have to understand the nefarious agenda of the enemy. You're going to understand that there are people that have made covenants with Satan that are not interested in you building your life. 
There are people that want to break down the walls of your life. They want to keep you in poverty until you die that way. But that is not the plan of God. God wants you built up. He wants your children built up. He wants us to build education centers. He wants us to build our own businesses. He wants us to make our wise decisions with our own medical companies. Come on, somebody. We're going to grow our own vegetables. We're going to have our own markets. We're not going to just get a fishing license. We want our own pond. We want everything that comes with it. We want to own it. Come on, somebody. Say amen in Jesus' mighty name. We need to get an understanding. The reason why many people are living in fear is because there is no understanding. You need to come out from that hideout of yours. You've been in that thing for six months. It's time to get out. It's time to rebuild your life. Allow the Spirit of God to come and work inside of you. Hallelujah. Anytime you come into the kingdom of God, Everything about God is to build you up. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up. Everything about the word of God is here to build you up. It's to build your immune system. And if you don't have understanding, the enemy just goes and snatches the word and then still comes in on a Monday morning and tell you you're going to die or you're never going to make it and God doesn't love you. The devil is a liar. Because every time you take the word of God and you allow the word of God to build you up, the word of God is able to build you up and do what? It gives you something when you understand the word of God. Listen to what it says. And it's a, the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. It even gives you something when you, when you honor God and you're staying in His Word and you're staying refreshed in God's Word. It's not only going to build you up, it's going to grow you up and then you're going to walk into your inheritance and say, that's what God called me to do and I'm never going to owe another man another cent and I'm never going to beg for another job again and I'm not going to go and stay in another queue again because the hand of God is upon my life. Come on somebody, the kingdom of God doesn't only come in Word, the kingdom of God comes with power. The this is, our, this is our conference theme. It says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld its glory. This is what's going to happen in the season. It's not good enough just to receive the word. Eventually, this word's going to break out and say, oh, there it is. Come on, somebody, shout, there it is. Say, oh, I was looking for that breakthrough. Say, there it is. Oh, I was looking for an answer. Somebody shout, there it is. I needed to know which way to go. Somebody shout, there it is. This is what it means when it says, and the word became flesh. It meant that there's Jesus. There's my breakthrough. There's my healing. Oh, there's the favor. Oh, there's the path. Oh, here's the answer. Oh, here's the business. Oh, here's the wealth transfer. Oh, here's the answer. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise this morning. Oh, I know which way to go. Somebody shout, there it is. Somebody shout again, there it is. Glory. Anytime God brings you into His kingdom, it's to build you up. If He's given you a pastor, it's to build you up. Look what He does. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. And He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For what? For the building up of the saints. So they can do the work of the ministry. 
for the edifying, an edifice, a building, is to build you up. That's why God gave you an apostle and a pastor. We're preaching to you, so what? Everything that you do, when the enemy walks in there on Monday morning, you can say, devil, I know where you belong. It's right under my feet. There it is. That's where you belong. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till everyone comes to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's to build you up. Keep going. That you should no longer be children. No more babas. Tossed to and fro. Enemies throwing people around left and right. Why? The walls are down. They don't have one understanding about any one of those 12 walls. What it really means to be saved. Every week you come and say, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. There's grace to help you in your time of need. You don't have to fall for temptations all the time. You can stand up and say, devil, no. No. I'm not going in that direction. I'm not going to sleep with him. Until he puts a ring on my finger. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. I see you zoom in. Oh, I think I want to go to and listen to major one. Then you zoom out and zoom into major two. And then you zoom out and it's, my God, help us. A generation has been tossed to and fro. I've never seen anything like it in the last six months. And people have been eating all sorts of junk. Carried about by, with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Let's move forward. So he gave you a pastor to build you up. He gave you his word to build you up. He then he gives you his spirit to build you up. Jude 1 verse 20. Jude 1 verse 20. But you, beloved, so he speaks about the end times are coming where there'll be apostasy. That means people that once believed will start to break away and go and do what Satan did. He he fell, and he took a third of the angels with him. But the Bible speaks clearly about the end times are coming, and you need to understand that Jesus cannot return until there's first the falling away. So people that come up with strange, strange doctrines, believe their own thing, will not stay built up in God. And it, they'll, they'll be carried away. The Bible speaks about as clouds. They'll be carried away. But it says, but you. Somebody shout, but you. I know you can't high-five your neighbor, but look at him and say, we're talking about you says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit. The Spirit of God will never violate the Word of God. The Spirit of God will never violate the will of God for your life. The Spirit of God was, is, you know, if your father being a good father, you know, if you have earthly fathers that are good to you, you know, how much your heavenly father will give you good things if you ask Him, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, that you can pray in the Spirit and stay close to God more than ever. You need to stay built up, but you need to follow the rules of being built up. You can't just do your own thing and expect to be built up. Praying in the Holy Ghost and saying, Lord, I need you more than ever. Waking up in the morning and saying, God, I lean upon you again this morning because we are dealing with the season of being built up. 
I need you not to come and restore me. I need my mind sound again. I need my emotions to settle down again. I need my body to be restored again. Because everything in the natural that is in distress and that's messed up is because there's a spiritual wall that is down. I'm prophesying that upon you in the name of Jesus that you are coming into a new season of being built up in the kingdom of God. You are going to be built up in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to be built up by the Spirit of God in Jesus' mighty name. Listen to it. It says, you need to stay in the Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Oh, the love of many has grown cold. But now look at God's system. You're getting off the system. You're getting off the grid. You're working with God. That means I need to always be built up in God. That means that the Spirit of God must always strengthen me. But it includes the fact that anytime I don't walk in love, I am getting, my immune system is failing. Spiritually. Anytime I worry, my system, spiritual immune system is failing. Anytime I walk in unforgiveness and keep the rubbish inside of my spirit, the enemy can come in and trip me up. But it says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. I need to move on. But anytime you come into the kingdom of God, the whole purpose of your life is to be built up. The Holy Spirit, this fountain gate that was part of what Nehemiah had to do, build up, is the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of you every single day. Hearing His voice again. And we want to just let people know this morning that as we come in here, we are teaching people to live independent from the world system. If you are completely healed, you put big pharma out of business. And if you're completely of the system of this world, you put Satan out of business. Look, Jesus put him out of business already. We just now have to have our minds renewed. And do the same. So we're teaching people to live independent from the world system. Somebody say no more depression. Say no more distress. Say no more debt. Say no more fear. Say no more stress. No more weakness. No more sickness. No more confusion. No more dependencies. No more of the enemy walking into my life whenever he wants to and messing up with my peace because my walls are getting built up in this next season. Now when he's busy with this project, remember why we are doing what we're doing. We're building this in the next season through the word of God, through the campus, through all the different business projects is that you will never be broke another day in your life. That you are never going to go and have a sleepless night. Except if the Lord wake you up to deal with the burdens of someone else. But you're going to have no need. I'm prophesying that over you. 52 days. Come on somebody. You, 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He cannot devour anybody at will. Listen to the scripture. 
whom he may. But if my walls are up, he may not. Say he may not. Say not here, devil. Because when your walls are up, you can stand and you can hear the voice of God. You can fulfill the will of God for your life. You can get your assignment. You can get the authorities and the, the authorization. And you can find the favor of the Lord with no stress. Satan wants strife in your home. He wants disease in your mind and in your life. He wants confusion in the churches. But listen to how powerful this is. This next season, new people are coming together. There are new alliances that are coming together. And they are across the globe. Because Psalm 133 says, How good, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Every piece on the wall represents a person's life. Because God is building you up as a spiritual house. You too are being built up a spiritual house. You're forming part of the wall. Now watch what Satan wants to do to this generation. I need to take some, just two minutes here. Please put up the pictures. I want to show you something. That over there is a brick wall. And then you have another picture. That is a stone wall. You remember when they wanted to build a wall in the book of Genesis? They wanted to rebuild people. That they, used, they didn't use stones, they used bricks. The Bible says that you are a living stone. You are also being built up as a living stone. Have a look at the difference, man. Have a look at the difference. Not one of those stones are the same. But if you go to the previous picture, look at that. You can't tell one from the other. They're all the same. What is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to make you just another brick in the wall. When God deals with you, He carves you out specific concerning your personality, concerning your gift, concerning the purpose for which you were born, and He sets you. He builds you up uniquely. Satan just wants you to get a job, work for a company, and go and watch the, the movie The Matrix again and make you another battery. It's happening right now. And that's the reason why we need to get people off the system, develop their uniqueness and their gifts so that they can become what God has called them to be. Because you too are being built up a spiritual house to bring glory and praise to God. Somebody needs to clap their hands this morning. You have a look at that, you have a look at that stone wall. It must be kept together with something. That's called love. The way we come together, even though I don't look like you, look at your neighbor and say, it's a good thing. Yeah. I don't act like you. I'm not, I'm not so loud like Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, all of that. It's like, say it's a good thing. Because God loves variety. And this is, this is what the enemy is fighting. Oh, you're racist. Oh, Black Lives Matter. 
Only one life matters, child of God. And we all need him. His name is, his name is Jesus. But he, he wants you to fit in somewhere that you don't belong in. This is the kingdom of God. God wants your uniqueness. He made you that way. And you are designed by God. And so putting a mask on your face really irritates me because I walk through into a shop and one woman goes, Hello, Pastor Max. And I go, How are you doing? I don't know who you are. And then they speak in the... Excuse me. Both your face and your voice is unique. And the enemy wants to muffle it both. Shut you down. Take your voice away. The devil is a liar. You're, just, you're not just another brick in the wall. You are unique and we're going to fight this thing. I am telling you they must give us the truth about masks. Because if I'm standing on the beach or I'm driving alone in my car, what, why do I have a mask on? For who? Tell the devil, take him, put a ride, put a mask on his mouth. Let me end. And this is the reason why when you come and you're dealing with God in this season, please get rid of the strife. Stay in love because how good, give me scripture now, Psalms 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. You must, you can't play by the world's rules and expect kingdom results. You can't dance with the world and expect God's blessing to come. You're going to have to make a choice that I don't belong in the world God's got rules. He's got a grid. He's got the way that we need to build. He's a way that we need to build each other's lives up. But it's going to have to be done God's way. You can't walk in strife and expect the blessing of the Lord. You can't walk in unforgiveness and expect God to answer your prayer. You've got to let it go. I've got to end. He says, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Let me just say this. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another. I am encouraging you to get to church. I am encouraging you. God, next week it's 250 people. We can have them in the house of God. Come on, encourage them to come to church. Because as and and so much, the day, uh, and so much, <laughs> the more as you see the day approaching. As you see this day coming, more than that, now more than ever should be in the house of God. Why? To build you up. To build you up. Because the truth is that you're not so great all by yourself. Neither am I. I need you, but you need me. Let me, let me, let me end. One of the reasons that you get into the Word of God Anytime you want to build your immune system up, look at Philemon verse 6, please. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you, which is in you in Christ Jesus. When you come into the kingdom of God now, part of why I confess the word of God, I say, I am strong. 
When I acknowledge every good thing that is in me, that's in Christ Jesus, I get built up. My faith becomes effective. That's the reason why when I look at my bank account, I don't say we broke. He said that the weak say I am and that the poor say because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Somebody help me this morning. I see you built up in the next 52 days. Say I'm prospering. Say I'm healed. Say I'm favored. I'm victorious. I am winning. I am an overcomer. This is how you build up your immune system. And the reason why some of you just need to drag yourself to church. It's found in the book of Job. What do I have in the book of Job? Job chapter... I put out some scripture this morning there for you. What do we have? Oh, there we go. For there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, that it will sprout again. And that its tender shoots will not cease. Though its roots may grow old in the earth and its stump may die in the ground. I don't know what died in the last season for you. But have a look at this. Read with me. Yet, at the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. Somebody say, my life is not over. Come on, tell them. Shout it. Say, my life is not over. Say, I'm just a little bit of water, just a scent of God's word, just the water of God's word. Just if I can hear a little bit of God's word, I am telling you, it looks like this business deal is dead, Ronaldo. But at the scent of water, somebody needs to throw some water on that marriage, somebody needs to throw some water on that business deal, somebody needs to throw some water on that situation and say, Lord, I am confessing, I am victorious. Somebody throw some water on that bank account and say live again let it flow in this place this thing must grow in Jesus mighty name come on over your body over your body he sent his word to heal you over this body oh at the scent of water oh I see my healing coming back again back again yes come let's go Woo. yes Lord I see you built up. Come on. I see you strong. 52 days. Fight for your family. Fight for your children. Fight for your future. Fight. Fight. Touch and agree. Touch and agree. Fifty-two days coming. God's gonna do it again. Father, we thank you this morning that every son and every daughter standing strong in the season. I thank you, Lord, that they can be built up in this through your word. That the walls are going back up, and I see them running strong. I see them preserved and protected. I see financial breakthrough on every side. I see debt-free living. I pronounce it. I am telling you, child of God, hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. 
build that 52 days. Expect God every single day to move. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Expect God to make a way. Expect God to pour into your life. Expect the favor of God upon your life. I speak that upon your family. I speak that upon your situation right now. There's got to be a turnaround. Even when, when, when Jesus says yes, come on somebody. Nobody can say no. But I see you built up. I see you strong in the Lord. For anybody who's not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I'm asking you this morning, have you made right to the Lord? Or are you just pray for the enemy? Do you know who you really are? Do you know why Jesus died? You understand that the system is not here to bless you. Your job is not here to bless you. The world's not here to bless you. Drugs, any kind of addiction, any kind of tablets, lifelong stuff, they say you must be on. Who's getting rich from your poor health? The devil is a liar. Come to Jesus. He is your healer. And what he's done for me, he'll do for you. I pray that you make right with the Lord this morning. You're not going to owe anybody anything. This is a debt-free zone. You're not going to owe the enemy a cent. I'm commanding it to be so. You're coming into a new season of tremendous glow and peace. I prophesy that over somebody's mind. You're going to have good night's rest. He gives his beloved sweet sleep. I prophesy that upon you. You've been stressed out all these months. But God's giving you rest from all your enemies around you. In the name of Jesus. As you say yes to Jesus, know that he's fighting for you. Say, Lord, I receive you into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. You are my Lord, you're my Savior. I believe you died on the cross. I believe your blood was, your blood was shed for me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Today I'm saved. I belong to you. You belong to me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Clap your hands this morning. Come on, fight for your children. Fight for your family. Fight. Put up those walls this season. Nehemiah, where are you? Stop letting the enemy come and tell you who you are. Let the Word of God build you up. In Jesus' name.